Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Brooke. How's it going? It's going good. How you doing? It's pretty good. Um, I have to tell you, though, I think you lied to me. At which time? <laughs> um, today, when I was on my way over to your house, and you're like, it's a total mess. It's not a total mess. It's not a total mess. That's no, good. It might be. It, so Feels that yes. way to me. Right. And like I can, I can see what you're seeing, but as a guest here, which I'm not really a guest, it's like, you don't have to do anything. Which fancy I love for that me. about yeah. us. I mean, it makes me feel at home when there's clutter. But like for most people, this is not this is not a mess. Yeah. But well, that's um, good. I mean, so, like yeah. right now I'm looking at the side table in my living room and it has Fernando's keys and his wallet on them. Mm-hmm. They don't go there. He knows that. He has a tray. Death stare. To Death Fernando. stare to <laughs> he has a tray. What's funny though, Brooke, is he has a tray in the entryway table that is for wallets and keys. Same. Do you think if he puts his keys and his wallet on the entryway table, he puts them in the tray? No, he'll put them next, next to the to. tray. Mm-hmm. Like, no, the, the tray is for – anyway, I'm also seeing like Isabel's Instax camera there. Why is that there? A random cord. Like that kind of stuff yeah. is what I'm seeing right now. Does that start to make – Nick and I, whenever – Stuff like that starts to bother us. We say it's making us itch. Yes. Like, does that? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And usually all I need, I call it like a 20-minute Tasmanian devil moment. Yeah. Where I run all over to my all over my house and clean it up. But um, yeah, it's not too bad, but it's stress given it's itching me a little bit. I like the basket method where I just like a lot of times if I already have the laundry basket, maybe that I just folded laundry upstairs and I'm bringing it back down and I see a bunch of clutter in the random rooms of the house, I just like put it all in the laundry basket. So then I can return things to their individual um, home, but I'm not like, well, this goes here and then this goes here. It's like, I just put it in all one central bin Yes. And then kind of redistribute. Yes. That's the trick little... is the redistribution. Well, yes. <laughs> a lot of times people, I work with clients mm-hmm. that they might do that two years later mm-hmm. when you're going through that basket and they're like, oh, there's my AirPods. Yeah. There's that other sock. There's that. Yeah. The trick is the redistribution. Yeah. Sometimes the stuff does stay in the laundry basket until I need to use the laundry basket again. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. I know. Who put this stuff in the laundry basket? It was me. Yeah, I had a trick. I called it the old blanket over the basket trick. Yes, I remember this. Right, where if you really don't have time to put the basket away, especially if it's one of those cute, like this one is what, no, not that one. There's another basket that I use where you fold a blanket over top of it and nobody knows what's in there. Nobody knows there's a dinosaur and a sock and a Lego in there. I mean, that's just life though, whatever. I mean, we've all all got those little areas of clutter. Um, When did you... So this is kind of what we're talking about today in yes. terms of our 
organizational pasts. Our journeys. Our journeys to, I mean, you are actually a professional organizer. I am just someone who wants to be more organized mm-hmm. and like I've integrated that into a product, but I definitely am not as seasoned of an expert as you are. Um, so I am so interested to hear because we honestly, like I know, I know a little bit of your past, your story in terms of changing jobs, but I don't know how you were as a kid, like if you were always into organizing. And it's funny because when you wanted to talk about this topic, I was trying to remember back. So this is fun. It's like a little down memory lane. I remember growing up that my space was not always super clean. And I even, my parents even have a funny story that they'll tell about me that I say something like, sometimes I just get overcome. That was what I said at the time. It's like a six-year-old or something. Oh, my. Sometimes I just get overcome. I'm just naturally this way. And you kind of have, like, they'd say, get, you know, clean your room. I was just overcome. Over, overcome. <laughs> Clutter or emotion or... Whatever it was. And yeah. so I don't think I was particularly clean. But what I do remember doing all the time was rearranging furniture. I was mm. always rearranging the furniture in my room. It was like I was looking for the holy feng shui grail of this exact position. And I loved the feeling of a newly rearranged room until I would get bored of it and then I would rearrange again. Mm. I think when I started to get more focused on organization was when I had my own space, like after college, maybe even during college when, you know, you have the messy roommate and you have like a (laughs) 10 by five area. Mm -hmm. Because in when you live in a house, your room can be messy, but then you can leave that room and you have a nice tidy living room or whatever it is if you live in a tidy house. But I think when I started living in places like studio apartments, where it was like, oh, everything's in your face. Everything's in your yeah. face. Like, for example, in a studio apartment, that's where I really got into a ha- the habit of making my bed every day. Because in a studio, the bed is like next to the refrigerator. Yes. So if you don't make your bed, everything starts to look untidy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably when it really started. But it's funny that you say the word itch. I'd never really thought about it before. I think when I really got into it and when I started considering doing it as a career was after I had had Isabel, I had a newborn, the place looks like a bomb had exploded in there. And... We had a townhouse that we lived in for 12 years. I loved that townhouse, but it was tricky. You know, you didn't we didn't really have a lot of space and it was very stressful. It yeah. felt like an enormous itch. When everything felt out of control or if I was really stressed, you'd find me in the middle of my entryway closet like I'm just going to tackle. It was my way of like, you know, controlling things maybe at a time when things felt a little out of control. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that was, I think, like small space living, living on my own, and being in a more stressful time in my life. You found yourself overcome. I was overcome. (laughs) Just by some more adult things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And so I definitely felt that, you know, I love me some Gretchen Rubin, and one of her books is called Outer Order, Inner Calm. Mm -hmm. And I definitely felt outer chaos, inner chaos. <laughs> yeah. So it was like something had to give. I think it took me so, so very long to connect the dots between the outer chaos and the inner chaos. I mean, which yes. obviously like children don't usually understand that that mess is actually what's making them yes stressed or whatever. But I mean, I was a pretty anxious kid and thinking back, I'm also, I'm very sentimental. Mm. I've been 
long been called an old soul, and I think that um, my sentimental tendencies turned into pack rat tendencies as a kid. And I mean, my childhood bedroom growing up, I had these like, our house was probably built in like the early 1900s. So it had some quirks like most Mm. older homes do. But my bedroom had these large cabinets. I guess, honestly, they were to hide the pipes (laughs) that like went (laughs) through my bedroom. Yeah. But they were these big cabinets that had shelves and I used to just stuff crap in there. I had notes that my friends wrote me. I had every binder and notebook that was incomplete from the science class that I didn't even pay attention in. You know, it was like I saved everything. Mm -hmm. And then when I was, you know, 24 and my mom was selling that house, my childhood home that I grew up in, like I had never known another home that was fully home based. Oh yeah, what'd you do with all that stuff? Um, took it with me, you know, <laughs> like a lot, a lot of it because it became so overwhelming. So a lot of it yes. I went through and threw out. But a lot of it I didn't even have the emotional capacity to go through, so it went in a big plastic bin and came with me. Yeah. And do I still have some of those bins? You do, Brooke, in don't my you? my basement you or do. my mom's basement. Some of them she's finally like, "Okay, this is going in your house now." Yep. Because I let it get away from me for so long. So I think that was very eye-opening. That was my first eye-opening experience as an adult. I can't take it all with me. I can't take those memories with me. And things aren't memories, right? Yeah. Um, Sometimes they are. I mean, sometimes they are. They connect to memories. But do I need a box full of the notes that my sixth grade best friend who I don't speak to, you know, who I haven't seen in years – um, wrote to me and folded into a little triangle, probably don't need that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually went through, and I think I did finally throw out those notes, but I actually went through and read some of them and they made me really sad because, you know, sixth grade girls, sometimes oh, we could be man. not so nice to I each know. other. I'm hoping to skip over that whole. There was like the fights about the boy or the thing that someone said and I was like, oh my gosh, why did I keep these? These are not bringing up happy memories. So learning to accept that we don't need to hold on to everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that that lesson took me a long time to learn. I think even when I went to college, I took too much stuff with me. A lot of it was like, I brought all the high school yearbooks to my tiny freshman dorm room, you know, because I was so, that was the only life and group of friends that I ever knew. And, and right. so, um, you know, just, it's been very hard for me to reconcile my, pack rat, um, sentimental stu- uh, person, you know, personality with also learning more about my anxiety and learning that clutter really makes me more anxious. And and what I, I think also moving into my own space as an adult, like you said, definitely clued me in. But I think also having a real desk job, you know, when I worked for other people and I would come in every morning and make sure that my desk was tidy and my papers were in some sort of nice stack. Right. And when I would leave at the end of the day, everything looked nice. And then I would go home to my cluttered apartment and realize, oh, this, the the way that I'm keeping things organized at my job, because it's a big responsibility and someone's paying me for that and I have to keep things looking tidy to be able to do my job well. Well, you're an obliger too, right? I'm As an we obliger. did. So there was the accountability there was of the that accountability. job, but in your apartment there was not there the accountability. There was not. Yeah. I mean, when I had a roommate, our common space was tidy, but I just had too much stuff everywhere. Yes. So yeah, I think I really started to understand how holding on to things was damaging. My my ability to focus and my ability to be calm, 
you know, once Nick and I lived together, um, he would be the kind of person who could survive with one outfit and his cast iron pan that, <laughs> that we talked about in the last episode. He would be perfectly content with zero belongings. And then there's me who has like all the belongings. So um, that was something I've really had to work at over mm. the years, like decluttering, finding ways to organize the things that I do hold on to, learning to figure out why I'm holding on to certain things. You helped me with with a lot years ago. Well, so, a couple of things. Mm -hmm. First of all, your cast iron pan comment is making me laugh because <laughs> do you watch? Did you watch Tangled the movie? Yes, with of Rapunzel. I yes. love that movie yeah. and how she uses the cast iron pan as the weapon, and I love the part where he's like, "I gotta get me one of these." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although that movie now, did you know that she lives in the town of Corona or the village of Corona oh, or whatever? Yeah. There's, apparently, there's all these weird pandemic connections to like what? To, I mean, you know, someone. This on is TikTok. what I'm doing tonight now. Uh, just look on TikTok. I'm sure I fell down a rabbit hole that doesn't truly exist, but it's like the movie Tangled um, predicted that this pandemic was going to happen. Anyway, total aside. Sorry. Continue. I need to, no, no, we're not continuing because I need to add on something to that, which is, are you familiar with the Pink Floyd matching up with the Wizard of Oz sure. thing? Have you done that? Did you watch it? No. Okay. Because no. I probably did that about a hundred times did and you? then I, no, okay, not a hundred, but I swear by it that it's a real thing. Oh, yeah. And so now I'm going to be on the Tangled thing. And okay. there's probably like a Reddit forum. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Okay. I don't do Reddit. I feel like an old lady. I don't, I don't understand I don't, Reddit. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. But, I, Ooh, but now you've got me on a whole thing. Okay. So yes. we were talking about, oh, okay. So the other thing that I was thinking about when you were talking was... I think the reason why the sentimental stuff is particularly hard at the age of 24, too, is because in KonMari, we actually do sentimental last, yeah. right? In KonMari, there's five categories, and it's clothing, books, paper, kimono, which is kind of all the little bits and bops in our lives, and sentimental. And I think a lot of times when people talk about decluttering, they're like, okay, I got to dig into those four boxes of all my memories. And it's like, stop the brakes. You know, that's a very difficult place to start. Yeah. So um, I have a lot of clients that even, you know how like when you're getting your PhD and you do ABD, like all but dissertation? No. I th so <laughs> from working in my years some of, of academia. Only, some of us only have a bachelor's yeah. degree. Sorry. I, mean, I don't have my PhD, but I worked in academia and that was a thing. ABD, all but dissertation. Okay. And so some of my clients, they're like, I'm going to be like ABS, like all but sentimental hmm. because they're like, I'm totally happy having five boxes in the basement that are labeled sentimental because I don't think I'm ready to go through those. So anyway, if you live the next 30 years of your life with those boxes labeled sentimental in your basement, that's not necessarily clutter that I think causes a lot of stress. Right. Right. It's just the crap that's everywhere that... Yeah. I but mean, I but it does weigh on your mind, it sounds like. Well, it weighs on my mind and it's like, Again, Brooke's small house, womp, womp, womp. Um, <laughs> no, it's not that small. But yes, we have a basement that like, you know. There's we, not an endless amount of space. Right. There's not an endless amount of space, which thank goodness, because then I would yes. fill it up because that's, you know, one of the reasons I kind of like a smaller space in some ways is that it does, it's that accountability. It's like, yes. well, there's three other people that live in this house. And so if I have my clutter everywhere, there's nowhere for, for their stuff. And, you know, my kids have things that are important to them now, and I want to recognize that. Um, but I think, you know, yes, if our basement is cluttered, 
if there's a couple of things that are truly valuable to me, like I was down there the other day kind of organizing some shelves and I have a box full of like my grandmother's beautiful linens that she gave to me, like the cloth napkins and, mm. and tablecloths and stuff, which do I use them? No. Would I like to someday? Yes. Um, but like that, I'm never getting rid of those. Those aren't clutter. But the bins full of papers that probably right. don't those mean anything. Those sixth grade letters. And, right. Well, yeah. like honestly, my kids – artwork and stuff. I do try to go through that fairly ruthlessly and fairly often. Yeah. Um, but it's when the basement becomes cluttered with some of that stuff and then it works its way up into the our upstairs like our first yes. floor because if I put it down the basement, it's never gonna be gone through. So yeah, I mean it's it's really staying on top of things. Um you know, do we still kind of have an area where a pile of papers from the school year builds up and I need to go through it after a few months? Absolutely. But I think I know myself so much better now. Um, I know my husband. I know like when things are making him itchy. Yeah. I know that that's his way. And like my way of telling him when when things are kind of building up is like, yeah, I feel itchy. That's actually us saying like, this is affecting my ability to focus and this I is making that. me anxious. This is making me feel itchy. Because yeah. the nice thing about that is like, you can scratch the itch. Yeah. You can resolve this problem. And the, and the thing is, it's like noticing it when you're just starting to get itchy. I yeah. think a lot of my clients that I work with have been itchy for years. Yes. And then it piles up to the place where they're like, I cannot resolve this by yeah. myself because it's so incredibly overwhelming. So yeah. I think, yeah, keeping up with it as much as you can. And and it doesn't have to be like full days worth no. of upkeep. It's, you know, Saturday we found ourselves with kind of a cloudy day. We weren't going to go to the pool. We didn't have anything planned, which was odd kind of for a summer Saturday. And Nick went down the basement. He's like, I'm going to just spend a little time tackling my like my workbench. He has a workbench down there with some tools, and it's just – it's been like the dropping ground for stuff for him. He filled a whole trash bag. He organized all the kids' kind of sports equipment in one spot, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down there too. I spent an hour or two just kind of reconfiguring things. I didn't even really throw out that much, but it yeah. was just – reorganizing things, which yes, maybe I'm just shuffling things <laughs> around and it's still going to bother me in time. But you're grouping. But it scratched the itch. It scratched the itch. And now when I go down the basement almost every day to do laundry or some sort of thing, it's not making me itchy like it was a week ago. And I was like, oh, I have to tackle this. I have to do this. So sometimes the itch can be scratched in, in just little little yes. pockets of time. And I think it's so important about what you said too, because it's such a fundamental of KonMari too, is this idea of the categories. You guys didn't say like, we have to organize the basement, yeah. which is a huge thing. He's like, okay, I'm going to do the workbench mm -hmm. and their toys. So it's like, okay, I'm going to do holiday and ski equipment or whatever it is, like little micro categories so that you can feel successful. Yes. Because I think for me, you know, organization has transitioned a little bit to a little bit of, um, I think there's an overemphasis on like cosmetics and how it looks, you yeah. know, like the rainbow colored pantry and that kind of stuff. For me, it's just all about how can I organize all of these tools that I have in my life in a way that it will make my life easier? Like we were talking on the last episode about your pool bag that stands up. It's mm -hmm. like, how can this thing support my life and make it easier? How can I find things? Because that's what I was feeling like when I was coming home with this newborn, full day of work, like laundry piled up. I can't find anything. It was like, no, this house is not set up 
in a way that's going to help me be successful. Like I need things in the places where I need them so that my life runs more smoothly. Yeah, they can't find anything is so like he's probably going to be mad that I'm mentioning this, but Nick lost his phone for 6 days recently <laughs> and it drove me batty because it was just like I always keep my phone in a couple of central places. So I typically know where to find it. Yes. And we have the tray by the front door, nope. but it wasn't in the uh-uh. tray. And he did find it in his car six days later. And he has a work, a separate work phone too, so it was kind of fine. He could still be reached, but I was so annoyed because it was like that little bit of disorganization meant that for days we were like, well, did you look here? Did you look there? You know, he, I mean, he looked in his car several times before he eventually found it tucked, wedged right. in under something else because his car was a little bit of a mess too. So we kind of had to talk about, um, you know, losing things and being disorganized affects all of us. For and sure. it's such like a time suck For sure. when it's creating this fi- friction of, I can't find this thing. I really need the solution is coming up with a way to make sure that we don't lose your phone again for six days. Yeah. And part of that is going to be having these systems, having um, these places where our things can go yes. and not get lost under a pile of papers or in our car. Yeah. I also like the idea of I heard a tip once that talked about let the person that the something bothers enough be the one to organize it. So, for example, Fernando is very fanatic, uh, fanatical, anyway, about passports and official documents. Mm. And I'm not really. Like, we have one of those fire safe boxes, and I would just toss our birth certificates, social security cards, like whatever, in this fire safe box. It would drive him crazy. So one day, and he does not share a passion for organization as I do. He's not a particular tidy person. But now he has, like, there is an Isabel folder. There is an Amanda folder. There is a Fernando folder. All of our documents are neatly organized in there. Like, I'm not even allowed near the fire safe box. Like, that's his domain. Come organize mine. Yes. Yeah, we have just, it's all just, it's in there there somewhere. And that was fine with me, but it wasn't for him. And so... I, if I had organized it in a way, it wouldn't have been the way that he wanted it, the way that his brain wanted it. So I'm learning too that if something is driving somebody crazy, like that, then be the owner of that. Like let them figure out how they're going to organize it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So he's, he's proud of it. So when Nick's fire. itchy, I'm like, this is your problem. That's your itch. <laughs> no, not my itch. <laughs> it is. It usually becomes my itch though, because he'll be like, oh, okay. Because again, he could survive with one outfit and a cast iron pan that like, if there's a pile of papers on the dining room table, he's just going to throw the whole thing in the in the trash so <laughs> the solution is not leaving it to him because we will then, like that doctor doc- the collo- collections office is going to start yeah. calling yeah be like what happened to that new credit card they sent us i threw it out yes. so yeah we're still trying to figure that out but one other thing i wanted to mention that that you said something about like when you lived in the studio apartment and you had to make your bed every day mm-hmm. oh my gosh i don't think i was 26 until i started making my bed every day mm-hmm. And that is life-changing. Yeah. And because my parent, like, my mom never, like, she would tell us to clean our rooms once in a while, but it was also kind of just like, your mess, your thing. Right. Like, once we were older and teenagers, I don't think I ever, I don't remember ever making my bed as a teenager. Like, yeah. it just always looked a certain way. But now there is nothing I love more yes. than, like, coming into my our bedroom and seeing a put-together bed. 
I know. My bed is like the barometer of how I'm doing. Yes. My bed is all messy. It's like, you should be worried about Amanda. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. In fact, in my organized everyday course, it's divided up into four modules, home habits, focus, and flow. And in the second module, habits, I ask them to, to create two new habits. And one of them is make your bed every single day. Like as you, do you make yours like as you get out of it? Uh, it depends. Sometimes I either, so I either like get out of bed and make it right then before I even go into the bathroom to like brush my teeth. Or sometimes I'll go brush my teeth. But then honestly, as soon as I walk back in that room, I'll make my bed. Yeah. Because it takes, it takes 15 seconds. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not a perfect hotel, like hotel corners Fine, or whatever. 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 It's the comforters up, the pillows. I throw the pillows on it. It looks nice as long as there's not a kid in it. You know, yeah. sometimes my kids sneak in there. But um, yeah, love a good made bed. Yeah. Just start there. That's a good, that's a really good place to start. Yeah. Cause it's and the easiest thing in the world. It's the easiest thing. And you really start to realize, oh my gosh, this does have such an impact on the rest of your day Correct. or every single time you step foot in that room. And so if you need some help getting organized in other areas of your life or, or decluttering or just realizing the value of those little rituals and habits, that's a great place to start. Yes. And you'll see a difference. Challenge to our listeners. Challenge. So, so leave us a voicemail. Tell us, do you make your bed? Mm -hmm. Are you inspired to make your bed? Tell us more. Our, our voicemail number is, <laughs> you can text or voicemail 484-440-9498. I need to memorize that. Yeah, I have not. I we couldn't have even told you what. Didn't you say, well, this is actually going to come up on an episode in the future that you can teach your kids your, um, yes. okay, I'm not going to, okay. I mean, all right. You can teach your kids your phone number with the Jingle Bells song. Yes. So maybe you and I will learn our phone number using the Jingle Bells song. Oh my Bell gosh, song. we're going to do it. Okay. okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to sing to everybody right now. So our friend Caitlin right, actually it. told me about this years ago. Yes, it was Caitlin. Because it was like, our kids were what, four or five? Yes. And we we're like, ooh, this stresses me out that they don't, like if they ever get separated from me. Would they know our phone number? Yes. And so Caitlin was like, oh, teach it to them to the the tune of Jingle Bells. Yeah. Okay, so, go for it, Brooke. I'm listening. Me, me, me. 484-440-9498. And then like in my case, um, my, oh, yeah, you, my okay. personal phone number, like I continue it. So that's, that's my mommy's phone, phone number, number and now you know it too. Because the last digit in okay. mine is two. So it's like we we came up with something to rhyme. Okay, so what rhymes? Can you come up on the fly with this? Come with come up on the fly. Some rhymes. What's with the last eight. number? Sorry, I'm like 484-440-9498. That's, that's our podcast phone, phone number. And and now it's time for a break. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Done. Print. <laughs> we'll be right back. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. <laughs> well, Brooke, after that exciting little jingle, we may have lost a few listeners. Do you think we lost listeners mm, out of that? I mean, Either lost or gained. I was going to say, did we have that many? <laughs> I don't think we can afford to now lose your any. your mom's not going to listen Tell anymore. your friends, by the way. We only sing like every 14 episodes. Mm, we've sang, sang before. We've but. sang. Sung? 
saying. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Your turn to talk about what's sparking joy. It is. And listen, um, it's not news to anyone, I don't think, who listens to this show that curbside pickup is is a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing. But I just really want to talk about how wonderful it is. Yeah. And I'm going to take it back to nine and a half years ago when oh. when I had a baby. Oh, yeah. And that baby did not enjoy the car. I mean, I guess, whatever. We still would have had to put him in the car to, to run some of these errands, but he especially did not like the transition, the transition from the car seat to the either the stroller that held the car seat or from the regular car seat into, um, you know, the stroller to go yep. through a store, like when he was very little. And it was, it was really, it was really not a fun time when no. I had to go to stores and I was never great. Like it took me a full year to um, really feel confident going anywhere alone with my child. I had a lot of anxiety. Definitely yeah. had, we've talked about postpartum anxiety. Yeah. yeah, no, just never fully diagnosed. Anyway, to make and that long story very, what? Go I just wanted to also say, there are some people that I've seen that their babies transition very easily. Like, sure. you know, they'll like sling that kid around. It's sleeping in the car, put it in the stroller, goes right back mm-hmm. to sleep. Isabel was not that baby. Second it was like, child is usually right, a little bit like more flexible. Her a millimeter while she's sleeping and yeah. we're done. Yeah. No, yep, um, right there. And yeah. so I just remember, you know, having a sleeping baby in the back and thinking, oh my gosh, I just, I, we can't not go into the grocery store. Like I have to go in, but it's going to wake him up, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I remember having this little dream. So I don't know how popular, like where Swiss Farms is. Do you know Swiss Farms though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a local thing? I think it's somewhat local. Okay. So Swiss Farms, to anyone who doesn't know, um, is like a drive through Mini market of Mini sorts. market where you can pick up a gallon of milk or some donuts or some bread or, yeah, very like mini market type of things. And the items are a little bit more expensive, but it's a lifesaver if Correct. you're a parent on the run or you really, truly just need milk um, and you don't want to have to get out of your car and go into a store. So nine and a half years ago when curbside pickup options did not exist, I remember having this little dream like, I this was my million dollar idea. You were idea. ahead of your time. I was ahead of my time. kind of missed out because it's a big business I now, mean, bro. curbside pickup options, just you can credit me now. Yes. Um, but I just had this idea that there should be other sort of stores that are drive-through. And then magically, I mean, listen, pandemic, not a good scene. No. But one of the amazing things that has come out of the pandemic is like pretty much every retail establishment has some sort of curbside pickup option. Yes. And I cannot tell you how much joy it sparks for me yes. every time. So, I mean, and I'm really taking full advantage. If you've got curbside pickup, listen, you're doing it. I know your employees you're not probably your took us out of that no, car. Seat I know for that it. your employees are probably like, here's this lazy woman again, like, <laughs> not getting out of her car. Like, what does she need me to bring her her coffee for? She but, needs a single fork and I, I need mean, to deliver it to her car. I mean, listen, <laughs> I paid my dues. I, I got in and out of cars with babies in car seats and toddlers in car Which seats. Which are not light, by the way, no, those car seats. For too many years. And so now I am taking what's mine. And the curbside options are, are sparking a lot of joy. So um, obviously, we all know that I love Target. I was using their curbside pickup or, you know, the drive-up pickup, they call it. Um, that actually started just before COVID. And it was kind of revolutionary. But I, yeah. would, I would talk to friends that weren't using it. I was like, what are you doing? You can order on the app, and then you show up, and they bring it out to your car. I know. So I would, you know, swing by there on the way to dance class or whatever and pick stuff up. 
So Target was really the trendsetter there. Um, I don't need more reasons to love them. No. But I also do it at Wawa, which is our, um, you know, East Coasters also, again, no Wawa is like our gas and convenience place. You can order coffee or whatever on their app. You pull up, you tell them what parking spot yes. you're in. They bring that out to you. Love it. That's great if you've got kids in the back and you've got somewhere to go. Or if you don't have kids in the back, they might judge you. I don't care. No. Um, <laughs> we can – so we do the giant grocery order. Yes. That is also you, – you go in the app, you tell them I'm on my way. They're ready with your groceries when you pull up. It is just revolutionary. Yes. And even, you know, giant, we did started doing before the pandemic. That was something that I delegated and I had grocery delivery. Yeah. And the first time that person walked into my house and set all of the groceries in front of my refrigerator, I almost burst into tears. Yeah. It was beautiful. It's beautiful. And so because I hate the grocery store. I hate the grocery store. Um, and with the giant pickup. It's now free. It used to be a minimal yes. fee. You had to pay whatever, $10 for um, delivery, or you could get the year-long subscription. Yes. We all know I'm a little bit more on the frugal side. A little bit frugal. The giant order pickup is now 100% free. Yes. So I do that. Um, I have even done it at McDonald's because we don't go to McDonald's that much, but I get some anxiety at the speaker where you have to give them your order. Huh. So I can now go into the McDonald's app, put our order in drive up to McDonald's, let them know I'm here. I'm in the designated parking spot and they will bring that out to my car. Because the other thing that is so time-saving about these isn't even necessarily, well, a huge piece is the not having to go in and all that kind of stuff. But like Starbucks, for example, mm -hmm. I order my favorites at Starbucks. So when I go to order, it knows it knows who I am. It's, I go right to my favorites. And with Giant, the same thing. I just look at my past purchases yes. and I can click off, that's the milk I like, that's the cheese I like. And so you're already 80% ahead. Yeah. Um, and you can save money because in Giant too, like if I'm buying peanut butter and I don't care what kind of peanut butter it is, I can search by unit price yes. and I can pick the cheapest. So even though you might be paying $10 for that delivery fee, chances are you might have saved a lot with, you know, the unit prices and yeah. things like that. And so, actually, I feel it. like we end up probably, I mean, we save because we're not going through the grocery store and being tempted by whatever's on yes. the end cap. But also... I'm a big fan of generic. I don't believe in Correct. a lot of brand. Some certain things, I'm definitely brand loyal, but there's a lot of things also that like give me that giant store brand. I'm happy. Like my kids like the, they actually prefer the giant store brand Cheez-Its over the actual brand name Cheez-Its. Oh. And giant, if you order through the app or, you know, order online, um, and if you get the substitution of the actual uh, name brand, you still pay. You what, still pay with the store brand because right. it was like their fault that the website Correct. showed. So you actually save money and get the store brand. <laughs> it's a little workaround there. Oh my I mean, gosh. I didn't do it on purpose, but I was like, "Oh, look at us! We fancy. We got the cheeses." Yes. Um, yeah. So that's just what's sparking joy. It's like it's amazing how much has changed in. 10, you know, nine and a half years since I became a parent. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for the new parents and the very busy people of the world that this is such a popular option yeah. because it's such a time saver and a joy sparker. I know. And, you know, I've, I'm, I'm kind of a techie nerd and a systems and processes nerd. And I am very impressed with how quickly a lot of these developers and companies and operations and systems people have turned around really good, fast, efficient in the middle of a pandemic processes. I mean, for for them, it was, for a lot of them, it was a matter of life and death for their business. You yeah. know, they weren't going to have any customers if they weren't able to turn this around. But I think that it has made a lot of companies 
just people even more loyal to them and more impressed with, yeah. you know, ordering th- through them. And how accessible too for, you know, anyone that um, I, I know that I don't know what the right term to use. I'll be I'll be forthcoming here. Disabled, handicapped. I, I don't. Yeah, I need to read up on that. What the um, differently abled. Yeah, you know what the correct terminology is right now. So I apologize for my ignorance in advance. But like, this is such an accessible option, yes, too, for yes. people who might not be able to get in and out of the car quickly. So what an amazing thing that um, to reach customers and just to save people time. Yeah, it's funny because the last thing I'll say about it, I think I went to Target on a really beautiful day and the employees were saying that they were fighting over who was going to go out and like leave the drive up. And so I think in some ways I wonder, I have no idea, but my guess would be, I wonder if it has been a refreshing change for some retail employees too, to kind of, I mean, not on a drenching cold day or whatever, but like just you know, meeting customers in a different way and people being grateful and walking out and, you know, yeah. I don't know. I hope they're grateful. I'm always like, thank you uh, so I know. much. Yeah, I love you. you brought I know this. somebody bagged my groceries the other day and I almost gave them a big wet kiss. I was like, <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> no wet kisses. No wet kisses. Okay. Yeah. I would have gotten anyway. out. Yeah. That's okay. sparking joy for me. Um, now I would like to know what you're doing to do your future self a favor, Amanda. This one is so funny because... I learned about myself maybe about five years or so ago that whenever I either say out loud or in my head, it should be fine. It never is. Nope. However, sometimes I won't listen to that voice and I will proceed with like, it should be fine. And so it's stuff like, um, okay, I'm having people over. Do you think eight hot dog buns is enough? Like, it should be fine. Nuts not fine. Not fine. You need just, if you hear that, it should be fine. That is your indication that you need to get more hot dog buns. Not fine. Mm-hmm. Or for example, this past weekend, this is a little bit of a gross example, but we <laughs> went camping and uh, my daughter had a friend come with her. And the way that it was all working out, she didn't have time to go back to her house to get some more supplies and stuff. So I was like, that's no problem. She can just wear Isabel's bathing suits, her clothes during the week, no problem. So I had two bathing suits for two girls for three days. Mm. And that was going to, we were going to go to the beach and to the pools and all that kind of stuff. So in a camping situation where you don't have access to laundry and things like that, on day three, the bathing suits were smelling like seawater. Yeah. And the girls did not even want to put them on anymore. But that was one of those moments where I was like, should be fine. It's mm. not fine. Not fine. So now, so your favorite of your future self is if you hear that it yes. should be fine in your head. Yes. Don't listen to her. Right. A lot of times that will happen too with traffic or something or like getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, do, do I think that I have time to run to the grocery store before that doctor's appointment? should be fine. And it's not fine. No. You don't have time. <laughs> no. So that is my favor to my future self is I love to it. listen to myself when I say it should be fine. Yeah. I mean, well, you talk a lot about you know, shoulds in general. That's that's a should that it, that's like the reverse should. It should not. No. Right. No. Because it can have major implications. Like I'll book a flight and it'll be, you know, have a 45 minute layover. So it should be fine. Nope. You're running through that airport. Not like going to be the, fine. Like the McAllister family <laughs> in Home Alone. Yeah. 
Yes. That's a just total side note. That's what my kids thought the airport was going to be like when we, you know, we took our trip to Disney in March and that was the first time they had ever flown. They're like, are we going to have to run? I'm like, no, no, no. That's just, it was just a movie. They were in a hurry. They're like, we're can good. we run? I know. They're like, oh, so when we get there, we have to like run to the gate. No, mommy built in like four hours of time. So don't you worry. That's yeah. funny. I feel yeah. like that family when we're getting ready for camping sometimes, just yeah. like watching us run all around the house. And yeah. It's funny. But camping, you don't have like a set time you have to be there, right? No. no but last but you time just, it felt like that because there was a storm coming. Oh. And setting up a pop-up camper in a storm, Brooke. Not fine. Not fine. Not fine. So it's one of those things like, it eh, should be fine if we I've, leave by. Da, da, da. It's like, And we did get there and it was pouring. When we have our um, future swag collection, I'm just seeing like t-shirts and tote bags to <laughs> say like, not fine. Like, it, it just covers so much On the ground. front, it should be fine. And on the back, it's not fine. Good enough-ish, not fine. I don't know. Those are some good catchphrases. Yeah. Good. Yes. Well, okay. I'm going to pay attention to... That's not something I've ever really thought about, but I am sure I have those moments that that voice in my head is saying, eh, it should be fine. And I'm, so I'm going to pay more attention. Yeah. I think um, your uh, landscapers <laughs> yes, the are here. Yes, the people and that are mowing the lawn are indicating to us that it's time to wrap up. It's our cue. So should we sing again or no? No, we're good. <laughs> I'm like, I just wanted to make sure if we should wrap we're this up We're going to sing song. it to ourselves in order to memorize it. Sounds good. Okay. So um, we would love if you call that number <laughs> and sing back to us. I don't know, guys. We're just trying to get some – we're just trying to get some messages some here. voicemail so love. Leave us, leave us some love and um, we'll be back. We'll be back soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.